The following episode contains strong language, violence, crude humor, references to drugs and alcohol, and references to domestic terrorism. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. So I don't have any hard evidence yet, but I really want to ask you guys to look into something. Shoot, cowboy. It gives you the file. It's the Beach Line neighborhood, uh, which is kind of like in the very eastern corner of Riverside, uh, like along the along the water. You know, just with the recent rise in gang activity, just been kind of trying to track some things, and we haven't been able to pinpoint it, but it feels like everything's coming out of this neighborhood. Do I know anything about this neighborhood? Yeah, it's it's a residential neighborhood. Definitely a little sleepier. You know, it's along the water, so it's uh, you know, near the docking areas. You see, kind of three cars going in a pattern. What you notice, Laserhawk, is again, you don't, it's a cock tower, so you don't have like a perfect view of the whole place. But based on looking at a map and stuff, some of it doesn't make any sense in terms of like like how they're forming this pattern. Something doesn't doesn't make any sense. Like there's like some one-way streets and some spots where there's no connecting road. I want to take my water and like spray it down onto the road and then when it gets to under the car, I want to like shoot it straight up and like knock the car over. Watching the car, the water slips underneath it, pushes it into the air and it flips over and you notice two things. One, the driver completely non-reactive to what is occurring. But that's just because he lives in Riverside. And then a moment later, when it looks like the car is about to pass over from the road into the sidewalk, it basically flickers and disappears. Uh, can we say that since there's a, like, a little bit in between them getting here and Pam going up, that I start, like, trying to run shit on this metal triangular thing? Uh, you're gonna need to recalibrate, uh, your spectrometer to, uh, it's not recognizing whatever kind of metal this is. There's something special about it. So where did you find it? You never explained it, Ruby. I went through the sewers, I poked my head up to where I'm pretty sure that they went. Tire tracks, but this was lying on the ground. Ulabrin, and she looks at you, Yardak, can we, is there anywhere that is, is well suited for training purposes? Absolutely. We have a room here called the Holographic Hazard Intensity Chamber, which everybody around here just calls the horns. But uh, let's get a hold of Frank Dunlap and see if he can give us access to the room. Ruby slams her hand down to make a dagger. Dr. Matthews, you are lucky that I have a moral code and I have let you live thus far. Don't test that. I... You, you wouldn't. I, I know you, Ruby. I know you wouldn't. You help me, I help you. That's the end. That's all I'm asking for. What is it that you want, anyways? I want to be in a minimal security facility. I want to be out. I don't want to be around these actual supervillains. I'll see what I can do. I guess I'm jumping a fence today. And when you jump the fence, you find yourself in a white void. If you take a step back, you suddenly find yourself with your back against the fence and uh, what looks to just be a lot in front of you. I go in, and I and I do a razzle-dazzle. What happens? The razzle-dazzle kind of appears in your immediate vicinity like you can see it. Can we see each other? Nope. No, I shoot off a solar shotgun. And when you shoot off that solar shotgun, you hear the undeniable racking of a, a lot of rifles.
three of you are in the beach line neighborhood of Riverside City. Yardak, you're in an alleyway next to a set of stairs leading over a fence. Laserhawk and Visual Aid have hopped over that fence into a pure white void. Laserhawk shot off a solar shotgun and in return heard the sounds of guns being loaded. What do you do? I would like to roll an intimidation check. Give me one second. Because as far as I'm aware, you need to be able to see what you're intimidating. I think we had this discussion last time, too. Yeah, you wanted to intimidate the void itself last time. Well, yeah, but now I know there's people in the void, so it's less of a joke. Like, presumably me being aware of the presence of guns being aimed at me means that I can bark out something threatening. Because the way that you're describing it, Daredevil can't use intimidate. No, because here's the difference. Daredevil can be aware of the people around him very acutely. I'm aware that there's guns pointed at me very acutely, RZ. Right, but he can actually, like, sense the people themselves. You know that there are people around you. You don't know where or who or how many or... Alright, then I guess I'm just gonna bark this out as a general thing, then. I mean, you can try an intimidation check. I am just trying to figure out what your penalty is for, th- for this. Uh, Ruby is shimmying her way out of the void. <laughs> I might not be able to see you, but I can still kick your ass, lower your guns, and tell me what the fuck's going on here. And do you move at all, Laserhawk? No. Uh, you hear, hey, you, stop there. To me? Uh, to the person moving. And... So you cannot quite make out, uh, exactly what's going on. You hear the sound that Feet crunching on grass. Post-humans on the, on the property. Yeah, hey, bucko, the fucko. Am I able to, like, roll a stealth check to try and leave stealthily? From your perspective, you have stepped out of the void, and that is when you heard, hey, you, stop right there. Ruby, we need you to make a really good flashlight. Uh, but it doesn't work. We tried to do the thing. A really good flashlights. So from your perspective, Yardak, Ruby just backed out into view again. Uh, well, she's on the other side of this chain link fence, but she's on, she's in view again. Who the fuck is talking to me then? But I can't see them. So it not only prevents them from seeing out, but it prevents me from seeing in. So right now, uh, Laserhawk is the only one in the void. I'm not gonna leave the void. It's my void. Uh, so can I see whoever talked to me? So when you backed out of the void, all you see is an empty lot. And I'm assuming that for me, Rachel just like, or Ruby just like vanished. We never could, you never could see oh, me. Yeah, yep, yeah, okay, okay. Awesome, I love this for me. Um, because we're in the city, I assume there's like a fire hydrant nearby? Yeah, there'd be one on the street. Remember, you're down an alleyway, but what's your thought process here? That's fine. Um, what I want to do is use the fire hydrant to, because like, I have my water skin, obviously, but I'm gonna, I want a good bit of water. Okay. Not sure if it would be considered a power stunt, but I want to take the water and uh, manipulate it and have it go above and rain over the that empty lot. I'm hoping it's like an electronic thing and I can like short it up by having it rain on it. Okay, I see what the thought process is now. And or, I don't know, some daredevil shit and I can suddenly see them with the raindrops. But mainly to try to disrupt whatever, because it seems to very obviously be something electronic that's making it happen. But I don't know if creating rain is a thing that I can do. Well, no, because I, if I wasn't, I was going to, like, pretend to just be some kid who stumbled upon this and be like, dude, let me, like. No, we're past that. Yeah, we're past that. Um, Sorry, I also, you know what? I realized that I skipped something that's relevant here, too. Laserhawk, you did not see your solar shotgun go out. 
I figured. But did it? I mean, presumably. Like, would, would it have hit something? I like If it's a solar fucking shotgun, I'm assuming it hit something. I just turn around so I'm facing Yardak, and I'm going to try and mouth really loud, like, weird fucking void thing in there. Okay, roll an insight check, Yardak. Well, like, I'm, I'm saying it, but I'm just mouthing it so the person behind me can't hear me. Wait, 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 so then hold off on that check. Are you trying to do this stealthily? Like, what is... Yes, yes, I'm trying to do it stealthily so they don't know that I'm telling Yardak what's in there. Okay, so then you're going to roll a stealth check. That makes perfect sense to me. He has eyes. He's not in the void. I can't read lips. What are you saying? I ain't got no eyes. Yeah, like reading lips is a skill. Well, I, but I did like over-exaggerated. Like, oh my god. 18. 18 stealth. You don't hear anything like in response to you doing this. And, and Yardak, you kind of, you get the gist of what she's saying. Everyone roll a perception check. Fuck. 18. Unnatural 20. I'm assuming I see white. So six overall. Rachel somehow sees less than the person stuck in the infinite <laughs> void that blinds him. You know when your eyes hurt when you're like staring at snow too long because of all the white light? I think I got that from the void. Okay, okay. Uh, visual aid, you were just, like, trying to get this message across to Yardak, so, like, you weren't paying as much attention. Yardak, once you figured out, you started listening really intently, like, you realize you can't see what's going on, but, like, you know something's going on. Both you and Laserhawk, you hear the sound of many feet spreading across this area. Great, love that for me. Laserhawk, I think, like, you know, you've definitely, you know, honed your senses to a good degree, right? You're not, you know, it's not your specialty, you're not a blind fighter. But, like, you kind of, like, just focus for a moment, and you are not able to perfectly pinpoint, but you realize that the feet that you're hearing are sort of starting to form a radius around you. Not within arm's reach, but, like, around you. So can they fucking see in the void? Fucking bye, and I'm gonna pull Sarpogo out of here, and Mama might have raised a bit of a dumbass, but she didn't raise no fool. Alright, so are you ju- you're not jumping as straight up in the air, right? You're jumping away. I'm jumping at an angle straight up in the air. Right, right, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, are you going, like, forward, or are you going backwards? Which way are you going here? Backward. I'm getting the fuck away from that without- If they're fucking circling around me with guns, nah, nah, nah. About, like, 20 feet up, suddenly you see the empty lot again, and you're, and you're in the air, and you can see the neighborhood around you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try scaling that fence real quick. I still want to do my, my rain. So, uh, Ruby, do an, uh, either athletics or acrobatics check. Yardak, roll this, um... No, I rolled much better on that, so that's good. I'm trying to think about how you would do this. What are your different water things on your on your array? Um, I have ice bonds, water movement, water whips, steam, Atlantean healing, water to ice, water wave, whip frenzy, and water barrier. I'd count it as a water whip just based on that. I'm thinking whip or steam. 25 to get up over that fence. All right, yeah, I think you do a hop. You, like, pull yourself up with one arm, pull yourself with the other arm, and then, like, just roll over the top of that fence. I, like... Go up and, like, create a block for me to, like, push myself off of. But, like, while I'm pushing it myself off of it, I, like, just, like, get rid of it. Okay, so concealment. Yeah, we're just gonna do it as a water whip. So roll this as a water whip attack. 21. You, like, break into this fire hydrant, gather up water, and throw it into the air, forming, like, a cloud that starts raining down. 
And from your perspective, the rain goes down a little ways and then just disappears. Hmm. Weird. And so, Laserhawk, you're in the air. Yardak, you're in the alleyway. Uh, Visual Aid just got over the fence and is back in the alleyway. Presumably right by Yardak. Right, right. And and I assume you've I assume you pulsar pogoed like far. I mean, wherever I go, I go. I didn't really think about trajectory. Yeah, you can jump over a, up to a mile. So I'm trying to figure out how much oomph you put into this. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe not the full mile. Maybe I'm like across the street. On top of a building across the street. Alright, so you're like a, like a quarter of a block away, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yardak and Visual Aid, about a few moments later, it sounds like... You hear the sound of silenced gunfire just kind of whipping past you. Oh. So it does leave the area. It sure seems like it. Yes, and so should you. Well, so my question is, what did the solar shotgun hit? <laughs> Uh, I'll worry about that when we're not being shot at. Yeah, the the staircase that you made, like the stone staircase, is just like starting to, to shatter. Vamanos, let's go. So where are you heading? Give me give me a sense. So you're in. Remember, this is like a fenced-in alleyway that leads into like a residential neighborhood. Yeah, I'm gonna have Ruby call her boyfriend and tell him to drop a bomb. Jesus Christ, Dan! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry, this isn't the Obama administration. We're in Riverside, not Philadelphia. Jesus. I am going to that residential area uh, first, and then to the van. You gotta knock on Helen's door again. She whips out a gat. I don't hate the idea of getting a hold of Union ASAP, though. So you are running out of the alleyway into the residential part of the neighborhood. You know, you're looking up. Laserhawk is like on the roof of one of the houses that's across the street. Where's Yardak? Right with y'all. Cool, cool, cool. Presumably on your ass like a good pair of jeans. And right as you're coming out of the alleyway, that car comes around the corner again and starts heading down it. I assume it's going to disappear. <laughs> just... I'm going to have a solar shotgun pointed at it just in case anything fucking me happens. It's coming right towards you, Visual Aid and Yardak. Did, wait, didn't we get one of the cars off track last time? Two of them. You you stood in front of one, and it and it veered out of the way, and when it went off the street, it disappeared. And the other one, you flipped over with your water, and when it went off the street, it disappeared. Is it any of these? Like, is it one of these the same car? Right. Every time, it's been the same three cars. Okay, I'm worried that, like, maybe it can materialize in a way that, like, it can hit me. Fuck it. I'm just going to create a wall in front of the car. Actually, I mean, you can do that, but I actually want to follow where the cars are coming from and find out what their nexus point is. Brock is screaming, fucking move. I I am trying to fucking move, but I'm also making a wall in front of that car. I can accept this. Both of you do a dodge check, and then Ruby do a create check. Ooh, good, 25. I get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, you are, you are liquid. You just slide over and get against the edge of the fence. You are liquid. And the car passes right by you. Uh, 21 for my dodge roll. Likewise for Ruby. She does a good combat roll out of the way. And my create a natural 20. This car slams into the wall. It stops as though, you know, like anything running into a solid mass. And then moments later, flickers and disappears. What the fuck? We can what the fuck later, Ron. I stop, I get rid of the wall, get rid of the evidence that I book it to the van. Okay, do me a favor then, roll another dodge check. 
because you had to slow down. Like, you know, Yardak just kept going. Ooh, I rolled better. So that seems like I will be fine. It'll be 25. Okay. And then once you got around the corner, the gunfire, you do notice, stops. I keep going. I'm going to the van. Uh, and Laserhawk and Yardak, what are you doing? Rock notices everyone heading toward the van. I think it's a good idea for us to pile in the van, get the fuck out of here, and then figure out a course of action on the road. Yes, plus the van, we've like now established that uh, the van definitely has some like armor on there. So you all pile into the van. Where are you heading? Remember that you are in kind of the lower beach beach side area of... Brock barks out, just drive away from it. I've got a phone call, maybe two to make. I'm calling Kevin, too, like... That's that was my first call. I'm gonna be on speakerphone. Perfect. And I we're not super close to the union thing, right? The union office. No, union's downtown, and you're like literally you're on the low, you're on the south side of the north end. Okay. Drive at least a dozen blocks out. Find a place to park so we can collect ourselves. Don't make it anywhere obvious, like a parking lot. Have it be like an alley. I drive down to a local park I know in the area that I know not a lot of people go to, and I make a giant, like, rock formation in front of where the van is. All right, so what are you doing now that you're, you know, uh, stowed away in a in a presumably safe hiding spot? Brock was already calling Kevin while Ruby was on the road with preparations to call Data Kraken, maybe even Mosey afterward if that first call isn't fruitful. And I also, uh, I make it sound like there's a bunch of birds outside to cover us talking. Damn, you do all kinds of illusions. Go for Kevin. So, boy, howdy, have I got some shit to talk to you about. Uh, you hear him, like, pick up his phone, like, like go off speakerphone. Laserhawk, what's up? So, we just checked out that area that we were told to. There's some kind of sensors on each of the houses that are making it some kind of illusion that looks like a car going around the block, but nothing's actually there. It veers off the road, it disappears. If you think we've gotten to the interesting part, hold on to your butt, bro, Chacho, because then Ruby and I, we, we, we go into an alley, we walk into this void where we can see nothing. It is pure white. I can't see Ruby in front of me. I can't see the solar shotgun I just blasted off in front of me. I couldn't, like, I also couldn't see my razzle-dazzle. But we could definitely hear at least a dozen guns being leveled toward us. We ran. They started shooting. We're about a dozen blocks away right now. Do those cars have masks? Like, it ran into my wall, right? I have no idea. Kevin? Uh, uh, that's, that's a lot to take in. Can I have you guys come downtown? We'll, we'll, we'll sort through this. Sure. Alrighty. As long as we get the fuck away from all these guns. Also... The sensors that are on each one of the house, they seem to be telling the local people that the city was putting those up. I see. Okay. Um, yeah. Get get here. We'll figure this out. I, I wasn't expecting you to, to go all in like that right away. Uh, yeah. Get back here and we'll we'll regroup. Is, is Yardak okay? I'm alive. <laughs> I made rain for the first time and I'm kind of proud of myself for that. <laughs> and you hear just a little bit of exasperation in Kevin's voice. He goes, good, good job, buddy. It was very fucking Truman Show, but those cars... And while they're doing that, I'm also shooting messages to Data Kraken, because even if he knows nothing about this, well, this seems like the kind of thing he should know about, now, doesn't it? I'm just making an assumption that Laserhawk has the 
code to Ruby's phones because there's multiple. Sure. I'm driving, so I can't do it. So I just kind of give Laserhawk my phone and go like, hey, send the pictures I've got to mose your data crack. And if you think they could, if they'd be useful to them. Yeah, I shoot both to them uh, with the data crack. And met- well, with both will not let them know, hey, it's me. Here's the situation. A little more vague with the data cracking since I would have already filled them in. But yeah, I shoot them both over because again, even if they know nothing, they probably should now, shouldn't they? That's some scary fucking tech. Oh god, attack! I figured that like their laser hawk specific data people would be useful for this with the picture. You get back to the Union Outpost in downtown Riverside. Rickard is kind of like, uh, seems to be briefing those couple uh, agents, those couple soldier agents. Uh, Lewis has just come out. Uh, he's got a whole bunch of stuff spread over the main table in the center of the, out- in the center of the outpost. Yeah, so you see like a whole bunch of paperwork spread across this table. You see like a map of uh, Beach Line. Uh, it's kind of blown up. And this is some tech to make the Majestic 12 blush. Should I know what that is? No, don't worry about it. And Lewis is just, like, scratching his head. Let's get those pictures up on the view screen. He pulls up the pictures that you sent, Ruby. Everyone roll a technology check. 17. 16. Yeah, that's a 30. Laserhawk, something when you really get a good look at this, because remember, you weren't really looking at these sensors. You know, the pictures were kind of after the fact. Right. I think it's you and Lewis have, like, the same thought at the same moment, and you go, is that? And you both say it at the same time. The holographic hazard intensity chamber. Ooh, bitch. And once you said that, both Yardak and Visual Aid, you like also sort of realize like, oh, it's the same kind of yellow crisscross pattern that that had in its interior. Well, that's, so the cars did have mesh. They were definitely trying to hit me with a goddamn car. Lewis is like very thrown off, but that was always limited to doing inside. Frank, Frank had always theorized you could get it to work in outdoors, but... Well, the way I'm seeing it, Lewis, is there's one of two options. Either A, Sloan was a bigger rat than we thought, or B, you've got another squeaky boy. Or C, someone else can make this shit, but I'll be honest, I'm trying real hard not to think about that one. This this can't be coincidental, and, and he looks at you, Visual, and he goes, his transfer just went through. Oh, god damn it. In order to help you with the trial, he had requested transfer to a minimum security facility. That fucking asshole. Sloan Matthews, uh, he's supposed to be getting transferred to Riverside Correctional. You might need to go talk to him. Have you? I don't think you've talked to him since the last time you saw him in Stryker, right? No, that, these two didn't see him at all. So is this going to be a group visit or is there shit that me and the big guy can do? I'd like you to stay here with me, if it's okay, Laserhawk, to help me with investigating this, uh... And he points to the shard. He's like, some of the preliminary research we have, I feel like things are connected. I can't say I can't say for sure how, but it seems connected. Alright, time to make Kraken proud. You kids have fun at your playdate. I'll try not to kill him. Are you going- are you gonna go with Yardak? Hell yeah. I was like, honestly, come with me, because, oh, he makes me so mad. Then I have to use my water whips and hold her back. I'll let correctional administration know you're, you're coming in. And I, I'm just making sure I've got all the pictures I need to show him on the phone to be like, prove to be like, hey, did some union tech get out? 
So we're saying it's just like the grid or like the sensors themselves are Union Tech. Based on what Lewis said, it'd be like a, considered a modification of it. Okay. Specifically because the Union Tech only worked indoors in an enclosed facility. And I go, hey, can you, and I say to you, Kevin and Laserhawk, I was like, can you guys let Frank know about this? Presumably, Kevin's already on it. Kind of looks over at him. I just put it together now, but yeah, I'm going to get it. I'll get it over to him. Okay, thanks. All right, you do that. I'll start running tests on the techno babble. Uh, I guess we get back in the van, put on some Carly Rae Jepsen, trying to get my mood up. All three of you get a text uh, from one of your group chats, and it's Pam saying, hey, got some reports about gunfire, uh, south side, north end. Should I check it out? I call Pam physically, since these two are busy. Oh, hey, Laserhawk. So look, here's the situation. Shares the situation. All right, I'm going to steer clear. The The suit's still real fucked up, so I this uh, seems I'm, I'm out of it for a little bit here. There's a text that to say from Ruby that says, so that was us. Yeah, kid, you focus on staying safe. Your suit's still fucked up. This is technology that I cannot believe has gotten out, and keep in mind I used to patrol the underground. Okay, if there's anything I can do, though, you know, if I... You will be the first one to know if we need anything, kid. I have a feeling we might end up needing backup. Okay, alright, yeah. I'll, I'll let Jack know I can't come in, I'll get working on the suit. Sounds good to me. Be on standby if we need you. Stay safe out there. Hey, you too. Uh, you know me. Mr. Safety over here. You get an email from Kevin that has, like, credentials, basically, for you? Like, authorizations? Uh, I got my mask on. I, the, the van is all visualed up, if you will. Uh, one of the administrators comes out as you're coming in, basically. He's a burly fella. Got a bit of a gut, uh, but, a, but a well-fitting suit. Hello, visual aid. Uh, Yardak. Captain Kringle. Did you say Captain Kringle? It's <laughs> <laughs> the first name I came up with. I don't know what his name is. Hi, I am uh, Administrator John Kringle here with uh, Riverside Correctional. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Mr. Kringle. Is he Santa Claus? He sees your momentary as she said, don't do it. Yeah, I'm Jewish. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm not feeling festive. We have Dr. Matthews ready for his meeting with you. You don't call him doctor in here. It's, he only gets mister. I don't give a shit about his education. However, we did get some records from Str the Stryker facility. Mm-hmm. I am going to have to ask you, Mr. Ambassador, to relinquish your water. Fair. I get it, Mr. Kringle. Uh, and he hands you a like a, a bracelet visual and says, and we're going to need you to put this on uh, visual. Oh, don't like that. Also, you're probably going to try to kill him. Like, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Uh, actually, that's fair after last time. Um, and, and when it happens, you just feel like a bit, you hear, you hear like a click, a hum, and then like you just don't, you feel slightly different, but nothing, you know, like nothing traumatic. You don't feel weakened or anything. Like all of the skills I've, I like started building up because I've been working with Laserhawk. Those are still there. I just don't have powers. The power dampening gloves aren't a human rights violation. We get it. Uh, they lead you down the hallway, and you end up in a standard interrogation room. Lights, there's a little camera going, a couple chairs set out for everybody. 
And uh, from the last time you saw him, uh, Sloan looks not good, but better. So remember last time he was gaunt and scraggly bearded and, and uh, very greasy haired. He looks like he's showered more recently, trimmed down to like, just a basic, uh, a basic trimmed up beard. And he kind of uh, looks a little surprised to see, see the both of you. I sit on a chair and I go, well, I wish I could say it was a pleasure to see you, Sloan, but we both know that would be a lie. Yeah, I know visual. Yardak, uh, long time. Not long enough. Is there anything in particular I can help with? I'm kind of getting acquainted with my new facility. Well, it seems like some union tech got out into the wild, and since you were the major one who did like that kind of shit, you were the first call we had to make. It's been years now. And? And I was like, well, this was Union Tech that was around when you were. Oh. Um, Although it's been adapted. What's the tech? His eyes kind of light up. He kind of perks up a little bit. What's the, what's the tech? I take the picture. Do I have like a physical copy of the picture or is it just on my phone? We'll say that uh, Kevin had printed it out. Yeah, I, I push the folder across and I open up and I was like, look familiar? His hands are like handcuffed and he's like chained to the table, but he's able to like reach forward and start flipping through it. Holographic hazard intensity chamber, but it's modified. I was like, yeah, it's outside. I see that. It works? Yeah. Tried to hit me with a car that then disappeared into the ether. Also, there was a very creepy void. Couldn't see anything. A void? Again, he kind of like perks up. He's like very curious about what you're talking about. He doesn't look like he knows anything about it, but he looks very curious. Very weird. Laser Hawk and I went in. We couldn't see each other, and we also couldn't see our powers, like our light powers. I see. And he kind of just nods his head. Uh, we also heard people shooting at us, and then we left. Understandable strategic movement. <laughs> I, I had nothing to do with the holographic hazard intensity chamber. I know that when a lot of them broke out of Echo Base, you know, there was a scramble of their different of the other collaborators, you know, just trying to, to get at things. It wouldn't surprise me if something from the horns was taken. You know all those people better than any of us do, for obvious reasons. Which one of them would have the resources or powers to be able to, like, modify it in this way? Sticky Steve. I mean, Adrian would have had the resources. She's in prison, though. I don't, I don't know if she's involved, but this... If it is showing evidence of Union Tech... It does indicate to me black crystal activity. Specifically, I can't really say for sure. I'm trying to think of who all broke out. Tell me a little more about this void you were talking about. So it was white. They did it in like a parking lot. It was a parking lot, right? It was a big, empty, uh, like grass lot. Like from your perspective, it was an empty, empty uh, residential lot. We went into this alley, and then there was this big, empty lot. Like, we were near a neighborhood, so it was like, oh, like, you know, a house that hasn't been built yet. Except when I went over it, I entered this void, and so I assume something's in there that they're hiding. Couldn't, like I said, couldn't see each other, couldn't see, like, anything. As soon as something wasn't on us, we couldn't see it. Like, I made something, threw it, couldn't see it. Uh, Laser Hawk said he couldn't see his silver shotgun. I did razzle-dazzle, couldn't see it. When I, like, left, someone yelled, like, hey, stop. I didn't really listen. I, you know, got out of there. That sounds like you. Um, Laserhawk got out by, like, jumping up, so I guess it had, like, a top then. 
But it wasn't like enclosed, though, because he was able to jump out. This is all speculation, Ruby. I'm, I'm glad to provide what I can, but I really don't know about what's going on. Can I roll a perception check to see if I can tell if he's lying? I'd be insight, but yeah. So, uh, 23 altogether. No, he looks extremely interested. He doesn't seem like he's trying to hold anything back. You know, he definitely would, you would say he seems hungry for more information. Oh, I fucking bet he is. Is there anything else I know about the void? Water doesn't affect it. Like, it doesn't, like, short circuit it or anything. So it's waterproof. Yeah, I guess. Like I said, the white void, the guns, the bullets left it. Which is fun, because we couldn't tell who was shooting at us. So they could see you, then? I guess. That's what I never, like, the guy, whoever said to me, like, hey, stop moving, like. So that indicates there's something out there that allows it to counter the effects. I, I, yes, I would guess that, but I have no idea. And he points to the picture of the projector. He says, it's connected to this somehow. I just can't imagine any kind of material that could do that. And he narrows his eyes. Yeah, and then they got... Oh! My brain wants to call it arc light. Test light? Test light. I was like, I was telling them, I was like, and it's, per- it's on like every person's house. I talked to one of them. Apparently, uh, they claim to be from the city to put them up. Tell me more about the cars. Uh, it was like the same three cars over and over and over again. And when we would disrupt them in some way, um, they would like just disappear completely. So the sensors seem to be somewhat limited, probably because of their size. You know, when you compare the size of this to the size of the, the horns inside of Echo Base, much smaller. So narrow range. Like I said, the only thing I can think of is that there's something that they're using that allows them to counter the effects so that it only works. It doesn't affect them. Sloan, I. It's hard to think it's it's such a coincidence. This is all going down right as you're getting transferred. I don't disagree with that. It's odd, but I and he holds up his, his cuff. He's like, I'm legitimately you, you've spoken to me. I I've you can check my records. I'm this isn't me. I really don't think it is, but... And you hear a knock on the door? Uh, yeah? It's one of the guards, and he says, Yes, it looks like the the prisoner's time is up. We have some orientation meetings for him. Ah. Thank you for this information. Hopefully we don't have to do this again. Good luck with prison. Yardak visual aid roll perception checks. It is 19. Unnatural 20. And right as the door goes to close, you hear Sloane say, I didn't hear anything about any meetings. Oh. I, um, fuck me. I don't have powers, do I? No. Can I use the hero point as a reaction to try and use my cuff? Because I imagine that's kind of, like, big, right? To stop the door. Yes. So you stop the door, and what do you do next? I, I enter. And Yardak, I assume that you were, like, right behind her then. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as I sensed that she was doing that shit, well, I heard it, too. But then as soon as I realized that she was going for it, I'm fucking going for it, too. You burst in the door, and the guard that had just come through is now holding a katana. And you can see that the handcuffs have been, like, cut off. Of Sloan? Of Sloan. Bitch. I, I actually, I don't think Sloan's in on this. No, but he's gonna fucking run with it. Because I used the cuff. Did the cuff get damaged at all, maybe? No, but we can bash it. 
does seem to be a little messed up just from the, the weight of the door. Do I feel different? Do I go back to feeling normal? You do not feel different, though. Okay. Hey, buddy, what's going on? And he grabs Sloane and kind of puts him between the two of you and puts the sword to his neck. Go a fucking head. I'll protect, like, I'll protect anyone because everyone deserves protection, but, like, we don't get along great. What is your plan here? The good doctor is coming with me. Nah. There doesn't need to be any bloodshed. He's definitely not a good doctor. Are we on the opposite sides of a table? Correct. Okay, I'm going to try to flip the table into both of them. (laughs) Meanwhile, Brock's just like, so I was thinking about maybe ordering Mexican. Are you okay with Mexican? Sorry, Laserhawk. You kick this table, it is bolted to the ground. (laughs) I I did not say kick, I said push. Yeah, alright, you gotta push it and you get no leverage. And then I'm gonna say my next move is to try and like lunge myself and grab the katana, because I'm missing, I wanna use that. After we roll initiative, we're gonna hop back over to Laserhawk. Twenty-four. Twenty-two. Uh, Yardak, you are top of the initiative. What are you doing? You do not have your spear and you do not have water. I wanna take my tire biting and throw it at their legs. Okay, yeah, this is a small enough room. You can definitely cross that distance. So are you, like, tackling him, like, his lower half? Yeah, because, like, he has him in front of and, like, I can knock them both down. Okay, let's do that as a slam attack, then. Because I know that, like, Sloan's going to try to get the fuck up out of here because he's a piece of shit. What's the DC on your unarmed? Uh, 23. All right, so it's going to be an extra one, so 24, then. And that's the DC he has to roll against. Okay. Uh, so you're going to roll a, a toughness check of a DC of 19. Aced it. So, yeah, you tackle him to the ground. He loses grip on Sloan, knocking him to the ground, but he is still up. Hope he bumps me. Uh, you do see that he, he kind of nicked Sloan's shoulder a little bit. Sloan immediately drops to the floor and, like, puts his back up against, like, scrambles and puts his back up against the wall, uh, looking terrified. He's a union agent. He's fine. Hey out there. Quite a bit on the live production docket for today. We had our live stream we mentioned last time, Blast from the Past, which was our 80s adventure. We also released a video of Rachel and I going over the results of last year's listener survey. So if you like pretty graphs and stats, you should check that out on our YouTube channel. Speaking of live, we are working on our next live stream game, so keep an eye out on our social media, at MayhemCast, for more on that. I'll also be making some appearances on Green Ronin's channel this week for some one-shot adventures. Those will be, respectively, on Wednesday, April 19th and Saturday, April 22nd both starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, and with everything we've mentioned so far, there will be links in the show notes. Well, we'd love to see you for the live shows and hear your thoughts about the ones that have already passed, but for now, let's get back to the game. Uh, And we're going to jump over to Laserock. Yeah, you and Kevin are kind of just looking over all of these maps. He hauls out that shard that you had given him earlier. It's in like an encasement now. Okay. This cannot be coincidental either. We've been running the tests on this, and like you said, it does not exist on our elements table. Yeah, that's not test flight, that's not Poseidium, that's not as guardian steel. 
completely unknown. We've just labeled it Material 85 for now. 85. One or the other 84. We're not going to go into all that right now, Laserhawk. Well, you can't blame me for trying. I have an idea, actually, based on this. So it's using holograms. It's using visual light bending, basically. Give me one second, and he's going to go back into uh, like a storage locker and start looking around. Uh, roll an investigation check. Okay. 22 altogether, buddy. You start looking at it, and you know the original reason that he sent you into here was like gang activity, like seeming to emanate from this area. And then you think about the fact that you know he said he was going to be putting, they were putting stuff up all over the neighborhood. Yeah. And the fact that this this uh, material was found in that Blue Cross gang activity that you found, and your immediate thought, are they somehow expanding this further into the city? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Ooh. That'd be a good way to smuggle drugs. Can't see him. Look, it's not that you're wrong. It's just that it's amazing that that's the first place your mind went. I'm gonna start trying to follow Kevin so I can share this revelation with him. Kevin, what if it's not just on that street? What do you mean? What if there's shit like this set up in the city already and we don't know about it? Whoever set these things up to begin with said that they were city workers. Who's to say that that's the only place they did it? Follow me. Following? And he takes you back into essentially what's like a closet. It's like a four by four room. And he hits a button and you see on the wall little uh, horns type sensors come out. It's rudimentary. Uh, We can't power it for very long, but I have a theory. Go grab that shard. Uh, What can he do? Here's the shard for you. And uh, when you come back, it is generating a pure white void. Oh. Like you open the door and it starts glitching out because it being an open door. Well, this is a fascinating development now, isn't it, Kevin? Yes. Can you hand me the material? I awkwardly put it in his hand and probably hold his hand for a little too long. <laughs> Proximal my. You hear the sound of him breaking it over his knee? Tell me we ship it, Brandon. And then you feel a slight, like, jabbing motion, like, into the side of your arm. Ah, cut it off, long hole. Do you take it? Oh, is that what you're doing? Yeah, I take it. The second you're holding on to it, you can see each other. Fucking wall. Oh, so that's all we need to go back in? Kevin. This is some serious scientific breakthrough shit we're dealing with right now. I, I'm concerned, but am I the only one who's a little excited? Oh, yeah. I'm very concerned and very curious. I mean, if this material doesn't exist, essentially, where is it coming from and, and how much of it do they have? Just throwing ideas out there. In the past six months, I've worked with an alien and Atlantean, and I've fought a god or Titan spawn or some shit like that. There's options. I mean, fair. I think this is a major breakthrough. Would agree. If we can fasten this into something, you know, and and send you and maybe some of our others down down with you. Holds up, shard. How hard was this to break? Not difficult. Would it be possible for me to break my one shard into three? Yeah. I do that and say, you keep that half, you're going to get this half back later. Promise. Sure, sure. Side note. 
I have no intentions on giving him back one of those shards. Oh, well, obviously they're for us. Oh, no, you two are going to give yours back. <laughs> back over to Riverside Correctional. So, you slammed into this guy, Sloan's on the ground. Visual aid, it's your turn. What is Katana guy doing? He just got knocked away from Sloan, so he's, like, standing up in, like, a defensive stance, looking at you and Yardak. But he's still holding the katana. Yeah, he's still holding the katana. I want to make one, but you have taken away my ability to make the katana. Now we have to fight hand to hand. Ruby's trying to imagine, like, things that Laserhawk taught her. Here's the secret to shoplifting. I mean, probably. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what this is called, but just trying to, like, kick uh, under his legs. To, like, make him fall. Trip him? <laughs> yes, but I'm trying to do it cooler than that. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying mechanically you're tri- you're doing a trip action. Mechanically, I'm trying to trip him, yes. Oh, okay, yeah, you're, sw- you're going to do a sweep the leg. Yes, I'm trying to do, like, a sweep the leg thing. Could be your unarmed attack with a negative two. Oh, luckily I rolled well. 19 plus 11. 19 plus 11 equals a dark day for our country. <laughs> 28. Okay, so now you're going to do a contested check, the better of athletics or acrobatics. Uh, Do I have any penalties for this one? Nope, no penalties for this one. Oh, I also rolled well again. Yay. You said acrobatics or athletics, right? Whichever one's better. Yeah, we're definitely going acrobatics then. 26. Okay. Yeah, so you won. You caught him just slightly off guard. You trip him, you sweep the leg, and he ends up prone on the ground. Wait, is she still holding the sword? Yes. Okay, great. So I move back to stand, like I'm standing between him and Sloan. Okay. The thing he wants is Dr. Matthews. I don't want him to have that. Not even that we want to protect him. We just don't want him to have him. That's my trainer. There was like a good reminder for Ruby that she honestly believes most people like are good. Oh, right. I'm a good person. Damn it. Brock would let Sloan get stabbed and then jumped into action. Because I don't think he wants to stab Sloan. I think he wants to use Sloan. And I don't want anyone else to use Sloan. Well, if he's holding a sword to Sloan's throat, like, bud, don't let me stop you. Go ahead. We're still gonna tussle. Are you doing anything else, then? If I had a sword, I would be standing with a sword up, but I'm just, like, standing, ready for the guy to come at me. Okay. He stands up, kind of pushes off the wall, and goes to slash at Yardak. Let's see. What's your parry plus 10? 18. 18? That's going to hit, then. You're going to want to roll a toughness check. I mean, I'm kind of tough. 10, 8, toughness, 19. You kind of uh, catch the blade right as it is coming, kind of chips against you, basically catches the edge of your clothes, doesn't actually hurt you. Oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck is my skin made out of all of a sudden? I mean, you're dense Atlantean that can live at the bottom of the ocean, so. Uh, Yardak, it is your turn. I want to attempt to disarm. Alright, so yeah, to disarm, it's an unarmed attack check with a negative two penalty. Unarmed attack. 19 altogether. That does hit. So now it is an opposed check of your damage versus my strength. Ooh, hell yeah. 21. All right, so you knock it to the ground if you want. You can grab it as a free action. Yes! 
Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so you now have a katana. Fuck yeah. It has a damage of four strength-based. So with my movement, I'll put myself now between him and Sloan. But I also want to keep my fucking eye on Sloan so he can't attack me from behind to try to get this katana. Okay. Kind of like like side by side. And then it's visual aid's turn. So he is unarmed now, though, right? Correct. Okay, I grab Sloan and try to, like, start rushing out. This whole thing, yeah, basically, you can move and you can get to the door and open the door, and that'd be the end of your turn. Okay, yeah, I'm just trying to get Sloan and us out of the situation. Okay, so you rush, you grab Sloan, you drag him away. I imagine Yardak's kind of trying to keep himself still between the two of you. Mm-hmm. I guess you're coming with me. And he just looks panicked. He just nods in agreement and he gets up with you. Yardak and Visual, what is your dodge plus 10? That's a big old 20, bud. That is a... also a 20. He pulls out three shuriken and throws one at each of you. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. Can I swat it away with my katana? I had also positioned myself, like, between him and Sloan, though. Even with you and Yardak between him, he's like... He hits? Yeah. God damn. How how damaging is it? Well, you're going to want to roll a toughness check, each of you. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Which? <laughs> <laughs> we both got twenty for the dodge, too. Well, because that was plus ten. We had the same dodge. What did you roll for this one? Well, it was sixteen, and then I have nine for my modifier. Oh, so close. Cool. I was fifteen. It grazes your shoulder again, Yardak. Mm-hmm. You can feel it like go into your jacket visual, um, but it doesn't actually pierce the skin. You do look down, however, as it goes pretty much like right through Sloane's like calf. <laughs> Oof. And he drops prone to the ground because of it. Um, whose turn is now? It would be Sloane's turn, who kind of tries to stand up. How well does that go? <laughs> He barely stands. Can I just chip him for flavor text? Uh, and so now it is Yardak's turn again. I'm not really worried about Sloan, but motherfucker ask uh, shurikens. So I'm going to assume he has more. You've got a sword. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I know, but killing is frowned upon. Because my immediate first thought was chop him. I'll chop him at the knees. I use a sword all the time and I have, and I don't kill people with it. Yeah, you don't have to be a murder hobo with a sword. The fuck else are you going to do? Injure. You just slice him non-lethally. Oh, sounds like such a waste. <laughs> um, <laughs> fine, I want to non-lethally slice him heavily. <laughs> Alright, roll an attack check. Oh, man. Okay, that's gonna be a 12 and... Yeah, ticka ticka. Oh, that's it? Mm, 13. You don't close attack very often. So you swing wide, Yardak, and you miss. I think you were expecting it to be a little heftier than it actually is, like, you know, what you're more used to. Yeah, I put myself between Sloan and him. So then it's Visual Aid's turn. I want to, I kind of want to take the shuriken out of, like, my jacket and throw it, throw it at him. Your dexterity, dexterity and ranged attack would be what you add to your roll. Uh, the roll plus one is a 17. Uh, you hit. Nice. 
I also just think the idea of me taking out the thing sticking out of me out and like t- throwing it at him is just fucking badass. Right in like the up of uh, the side, right under like his armpit. Um, like right where like you just happen to hit him where he's unarmored. Like this is a very lucky throw, basically, for your first time ever throwing one. Um, you know, he was probably a little distracted because he was throwing three of them at once. Yeah. And you catch him and he and he's bleeding, like you know, you can see it through his shirt pretty quickly. And I just go, What the hell are you doing? He uses that opportunity. Uh, since you had opened the door, he makes a mad dash past you and like rolls out the door. Okay, but he's not grabbing Slim. No, no, he's fleeing. Was that, so this guy, was this the same administrator? This, was this, this wasn't Mr. Kringle, right? This was not the administrator. This was like just a random, from your perspective, a random guard. I was making sure this wasn't the same guy who put the fucking cuff on me. Because if it was, I was going to be pissed. Now, yeah, so he, he, he just got past you, basically. And then uh, it is Sloane's turn. Actually. Sloane takes his own shuriken out and also throws it at him. Oh! Hitting him, uh, but he does not seem to be as injured by that one. Injury is injury. Might as well try. He's like leaving a trail of blood behind him. Yeah. Uh, It's Yardak's turn now. Damn, my my instinct was to water whip his feet, knock him down. (laughs) Can I just try to tackle him, take him to the ground again? Like hold him down? He double moved, so you would have to double move. Could I use my hair point? I still have it. Could do that. Okay, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. He gets hit by that, and you're going to want to roll your own. It should be DC of 19, uh, toughness check. Haha, <laughs> meets it, fucking beats it. Uh, so you're not hurt, but you tackle him to the ground. And I want to stay there. Holding this little bitch down. Okay, um, you're not going to be guaranteed a grab action, but he is prone, which will help you the next time around. If Can I use a hero point to do a grab action, or is that like a... You can do it, but it will fatigue you. Can I do it, and then just use the hero point to remove it? You're already going to have to use your hero point to recover from doing the slam. Oh, okay. Well then, so then I'll only have that uh, fatigue, which is what, half speed? So you're going to go for a grab action. 18, and unarmed is 6, is 24. 24, alright, that gets it, and so now, let me see, you're going to roll and add strength. Oh, and add strength. 23. You have a strong, solid hold on him. Hell yeah. Let me see, I'm gonna roll one time to see if he gets out. No, looks like, uh, looks like you got him in that hold. Yeah! Some of the inmates that are kind of about see what's going on, and the guards are running running your way. Hell yeah. Get this little bitch and just keep him here. None of the rest of you have a katana, right? The manic look in your eye makes them all hesitate for a moment. <laughs> what happened here? We were meeting with Dr. Matthews. This guard came in and said, uh, told us that uh, the time was up because Dr. Matthews had some orientation meetings to get to, and we were leaving, and as the door was closing, I heard Dr. Matthews, Sloan, whatever, say, uh, I don't, I didn't hear about any meetings, and that sounded suspicious for me, so I used this thing to, and I raised my hand up and showed the damaged, uh, cuff to make sure the door didn't close and went back in there, and then this, I don't have any powers right now, so I had to get a little creative. 
All right. Uh, I'm going to give you both hero points, by the way. Yay! Oh. Ruby, you look down and you see Sloane picks up one of the shuriken and he goes to hand it to you. Thank you? Of course. And with the guards coming, he kind of just puts his hands behind his back and kind of backs against the wall, kind of just barely standing on his bleeding leg. Uh, Ruby, uh, I'm too good of a person. Uh, can we get Yardak some water so we could try healing Dr. Matthews? I don't, I don't think he was actually willingly involved in any of this. Uh, fine, I guess you're right. But it's going to be a half-ass heal, though. Uh, it sucks, right? Doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, meanwhile, back with Laserhawk, what are you doing? I mean, presumably, Kevin's running shit to find out if anything's going on with the city, and I'm continuing to experiment on this shard because I don't really know what else Brock can do until we know for sure where there is a threat. I guess I could maybe shoot Pam an update. Okay, what do you say to Pam? Hey, so, as it turns out, those fuckers that we fought the other day had some weird material that's not on the periodic table that nullifies the blinding effects of the void. Ain't that some shit. Can't wait to tell Ruby and Yardak about that. Unfortunately, they seem a little busy. You're, that's in a group chat, though, right? Yeah, sure, what the fuck? This is in a group chat. Uh, it, are we in where I am? Like, we're done. We just finished the fight, right? Yeah, we'll say, we'll say just after, like, you just uh, handed him off to the guards. And I go, cool. A guy dressed up as a guard tried to kidnap Sloan. Fascinating. We've got a theory that there might be more of these set up throughout the city. I'm starting to wonder if maybe that was an escape path that we are breaking up. Great. Uh, I need to get this cuff off so I can have my powers back real quick. They make you wear power dampening cuffs at those things now? I might have made a dagger last time I visited Sloan. I think you actually knew this. Look, I'm still proud of you for that, but I'm happy that I didn't go in a second message immediately after. Or, you know, I would have been arrested. Well, then I go, can I get this off, please? Because I'm not feeling super comfortable without the powers right now. And the administrator comes walking in, and he pulls out a key, and he unlocks it. Thank you for your help today, Visual Aid. I'm sorry. Procedurally, we're going to have to have you leave, but I can understand why you felt uh, vulnerable without with the cuff on now. Maybe don't do it next time. Can he get his spear and water back, please? Sure, sure. It's right. It's you never brought the spear, just the water. We're always very vague about the spear. Well, I think it's because like during the uh, the apocalypse man fight, we've just like kind of declared that like no matter what, it'll be okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're not we're not we're very vague about when you do and don't have it. Is when I should probably be more asking more often. We should make a collapsible version of it. That could be cool. I just always in my thoughts have it like on my back. I was going to say, at a minimum, though, you don't have it in this prison where they made you give you up your water. Yeah. So, yeah, it's at the entrance uh, with your water skin waiting for you. Obviously, he was brought here to be, so he could be in minimum security prison, but, you know, make sure no guards try to kidnap him again. We're going to do a full, a full inspection of the facility. Don't you worry. Well, Sloan, it was even less of a pleasure than last time. Stay away from men with the katanas. I think I'll be seeing you around, Visual. Unfortunately, that's probably true. Want to head back to Union Base, I ask Yardak. We may as well. Let's go back to the Union Outpost. Yeah, we're not going to find any more information here. 
we get it in the visual van, but I immediately Carl uh, laser hawk and put it on speaker. And then I just imagine that the first thing I do is just relay everything that just happened. Took the shuriken out, and then I threw it at him, and I got it, like, right where he wasn't armored, so that was kind of cool. Hang on, what the fuck is that there? Yeah, what the fuck happened there? I, some, I guess ninja, he had- Katana, shuriken, jail, you know, the usual. Kappa? Gamma? No, it was not Vapor Kappa. Oh. Okay. I don't know many people who wield katanas. That's kind of a esoteric pick. Oh god, I hope it's not the esoteric. Anyways, what what did we find out? Sloan doesn't seem to have had anything to do with this. Although his guess is maybe one of the people who got out grabbed um the tech like during the breakout. Yeah, great. That's comforting. Yeah, he thinks there could be a material that could counter it. Well, we found that. Did he say anything about the material itself, or was it just a hypothetical? Yeah, no, just a hypothetical. He seemed fascinated by it, and when I mentioned that, like, it didn't seem like a coincidence about, like, this happening the same day as his transfer, he said he agreed, but he wasn't sure, although, obviously, it was probably because these people were planning on kidnapping him for something. Presumably. The question is, who now? Swear to God, if it's the green wave, I'm cutting down a forest. Uh, the only thing he thought was maybe black crystal activity. Or Adrian. Or Adrian, but... Who was the head of black crystal. Because he, he said his, his thought was Adrian would be the one with the resources of everyone who was, got out that day. See? See? You all laugh and say I read string. Well, again, I'm pretty sure that we found the material. I... Can't think of a whole lot that we can do out on the field unless... You've been getting all the texts I've sent you, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Hard to answer. That's why I called. So just talking out. A lot going on. Kevin comes back in the room and goes, Laserhawk, we've got teams going out now. We've been able to use our spectrometer to outfit our binoculars to maybe try to see within the right spectrum. It's, it's a long shot, but they're going to be patrolling the city. One of the texts said something like we think it could be going into the city, right? Yep. And he says, I just heard about what happened at the correctional facility. I think you all should get down to Beach Line. All right. Meet, meet us there? I'll meet you there. Remember, there, it's a suburban area. There's a clock tower at the end of the row. Mm-hmm. On the west side of it would be the clock tower. Yeah, I'm going to say let's meet up at the clock tower since that's kind of the only landmark we've been given. <laughs> now nah, we just go back to, uh, I don't know, fucking Sherry's house. I forget her name. But I want to do the thing again where I don't have the van, like, right in the middle of everything. Let's meet up at the 7-Eleven I just decided is there. Oh, yeah, okay. So can I assume that I see them pull up and that for some reason Ruby's got her window rolled down? Sure. So Brock drops right down next to the open window and says, Alright, so you two hold these holding out the two pieces of the shard. Is this the material? Thank you. Yes, it is. Now, here's... Do we have to? Do I have to hold it, or can I like, put it in a pocket? Look, I'll be honest, we've only tried it with physical contact so far. I'm not saying that we can't experiment with this later, but maybe this ain't the time. Okay, but, like, it's harder to fight if I have to hold this and, and like, worry about dropping it. Then make yourself a bracelet or something, Ruby. How big is it? 
That's like, I say, with the part that you broke off to be three separate parts, you're probably like an inch or two each. And I go, you know what? Sure. Friendship bracelets. I make a charm bracelet and add it, like, I make a little bracelet that, like, contains the thing. Would you guys like a bracelet? Yes, I was about to ask for that. Yes. I take the two things, I make bracelets and... Now, here's what I'm thinking. I am going to jump right back in the middle of where the void was. We're going to take it from there. They don't know we have this, right? They don't, which is why I want to jump in with the elements of surprise. We should all act like we still can't see them. At least at first. Oh, good. Very much the plan, but honestly, I think that it's probably best if I'm the one in there until I give you guys some kind of a sign to rush in. The comms work, but I'm thinking if Solar Shotgun can reach outside, I can fire up, it'll shoot out the top, and you'll know. Just in case, I'll signal you on the comms as well, so that way if one doesn't work, we have the other. Okay. We love a good backup. Do you want us to stay, you want us to stay here, or like, get a little closer? Be by the alley. Not in, but by. I'd say right around the corner, so that way if I need backup, it's there, but you're not obvious. Sounds good. Works for me, champ. Here I go, jumping into danger again. You two get in position, I'll boing in. We seem to be doing this a lot lately, huh? Uh, yeah, I really hope that we have a three to six month break coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Give me exactly, like, how are you landing? Like, where and how exactly? So, I'm essentially trying to do the opposite of when I jumped out. Can you elaborate? Uh, I want to jump right in the middle of where the void is perceived. And, like, superhero-style landing with an, I don't know, I'm back, bitches. Okay, um, so, you take off, bounding into the air. You're coming down, and you're maybe 20 feet from the ground when you suddenly perceive what you previously could not. So what you're seeing is a long, flat, one-story building. Uh, gray siding, black roof. Roll a perception check. That's not bad. Perception? 26. The few things you gather, you do see a lot more of those sensors, like a very, like a significantly higher amount of them in here. You see guards kind of patrolling, and the second you land, there's a thump. You're on the first story, but you're standing up, and just kind of taking a quick survey, you would say there's a good, like, five guys kind of looking around uh, at the sound. So five guys notice me, or five guys notice the sound? They notice the sound. They don't, for the moment, seem to have noticed you. Stealth check. 34. So yeah, they look up, you kind of fall prone to the ground when you realize, like, the whole situation, and you don't hear any movement, you don't hear any sound that indicates they really notice. But you didn't really get a good look at them either. You just, like, saw guys drop to the ground. Since I have rolled that 34 stealth, can you guys read me? And it would sound to you like, can you me? Sort of. There's a building in here. 
I'm going to see if I can get inside. You two, on alert. Uh, what do we hear from that? Building, get inside, stay on alert. Then I just look at uh, Yarnak and go, I'm assuming he's not telling us to go inside and that he's going inside. And I go, okay, we'll, we'll be on the ready. And uh, yeah, I'm going to try and sneak inside the building. Are you going to let me keep the last stealth roll or do you want me to roll them again, buddy? No, you did well enough. Yeah, you notice uh, between that and your perception, you notice that there is like a, uh, a vent venting system coming out the top. Well, guess where I'm going. Once more into the vents. Manamana. Alright, so you're in the vents, and when you look around, there's a lot of people like running all around inside. People with lab coats on, you know, people in like soldiers, SWAT team outfits. All of them seem to be outfitted with a little shard, like a chess piece. Can I roll a perception to see if I can hear what they're so rushy about? Okay, yeah, go for it. Okay. Yardak and Visual Aid, what are you doing, by the way? Just kicking it in the alley? Pretty much, until we hear some shit. Because, uh, from what we heard, we were like, uh, wait to, like, spring into action. I'm pretending to make it look like I'm just hanging out in the alley. I'm trying to think of a thing that is not smoking that I could be doing in the alley that would be normal. Heroin. Meth. The exact opposite of the way I was going, guys. Yeah, selling heroin. I'm selling Kinder Eggs on the black market. So anyway, I rolled a 20. Like, acting like I'm, I'm like, scrolling through my phone, but I'm actually, like, paying attention. Uh, you start seeing that car going, those cars going around, by the way. <sighs> Fuck that car. Um, Laserhawk, inside, uh, basically you're hearing a lot of things to the effect of location compromised, prepping evac, destroy the data. Prepare for departure. Now. And I kick through the vent. Give me your data. Oh, no. Love that for me. So, yep, y'all are just uh, just kind of kicking it outside when Laserhawk bursts in. I'm trying to think of, like, how long until we'd be like, hmm, he's been in there for a long fucking while. Wonder what's going on. I really did go and bamboozle myself here now, didn't I? <laughs> Jeez Louise. You told us not to come! You also said that you would shoot a laser blast in the sky. And yes, and now I have a roof over me. Funny how that backfired. You could get rid of the roof. Fine. <laughs> let's figure out what happened after I burst through the vent. I'm just, I'm really just... So many steps you had to take to fuck yourself this way. <laughs> God, I'm trying to think of ways I could edit the scene to like. I'm gonna die. Save your scene, and it's for when I die. Make me not dead. Okay, they're gonna say the same. Like maybe we have like we were told if you don't hear from me like every ten or every twenty minutes that like go in. It's been ten seconds. Fuck, I don't know, I'm trying to help! So you kick the vent in, you end up uh, on the on there, and you say, give me your data. <laughs> like, fu- Danny fucking DeVito. <laughs> Roll initiative, Laserhawk. Okay. 
Uh, 32, I think. I love how I just built myself a Rube Goldberg machine to fuck myself. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, uh, you're first in the initiative, shocker, I know. So how many guns are pointed at me right now? There are, like, six soldiers and three scientists in this room. Um. Fuck, man, I don't know, I guess I'm gonna swing at one of them. Uh, the closest one? Yeah, sure. 26, DC 25. Okay, that hits. Boom! You crack this one along in the face. He smashes against the wall, dents into the wall, and, and falls to, like, a sitting position on the ground. Slow turns to the rest of them. Give me a data. One of the soldiers immediately turns towards one of their computers and just fills it with bullets. That's the opposite of what I asked for. Uh, the other four soldiers turn towards you and attack. That's awesome. Also, I'm gonna hope that guy missed the hard drive. Does a 24 hit? Yes. Uh, roll a toughness check. Uh, uh, that's gonna be a 30 altogether. You are just, like, riddled with bullets. Again, because of your superior strength and, and enhanced body, they hurt, but they're not gonna really slow you down at the moment. Oh, it had nothing to do with that. That was St. Skywalker's armor saving my ass. If they keep at you, it's hard to say how long it'll hold, but for now, you're just angered. That's a whole lot of not giving me your data. The scientists, meanwhile, grabbing computers and running for the door. All right, um, Laserhawk, it's your turn. Uh, you got five soldiers around you. Can I use extra effort to hit two of them with a solar shotgun? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, so you could power stunt multi-attack, which will let you attack up to five of them. Ah, fucking cool. Guess what we're doing. But remember, it's a negative five on all five rolls. Yep. Roll them and tell me how many of them beat a 20. Or sorry, uh, how many of them beat a 15? Success. Failure. Success. Success. Burly. Finally. Success. Alright, uh, so you missed one, you hit the other, the other four with solar shotguns, what's the DC on that? Uh, 24. Also, that's fine. One's easier to intimidate than five. Alright, um, three of them are knocked down, leaving you with two enemies remaining. That's much easier to deal with. You power-stunted with extra effort, so are you using your hero point to negate the fatigue? Yes. And we did determine that it's a free action, so I mean, if you want to try extra efforting again for an intimidation, you can, but you are going to take the fatigue then, because you'll be out of hero points. I can risk it. Nat 20. 35 altogether. I better smell shit right now. What are you doing to intimidate them? Drop your weapons, or I will turn you into a stain on the fucking wall. Oh, that's aggressive. They were shooting at me. They, uh, they panic for a moment and throw their guns to the ground. 
on your knees. Uh, they do it. Uh, the scientists, meanwhile, have run out of the room. That's fine, we'll catch up to them. I'm gonna- now that I'm not in the middle of a perilous situation, I'm gonna try bit late, move in. All you hear is The line was not making any sound, and you do have- you've now heard twice That's weird. I feel like you're trying to say something to us. Uh, we should go. I agree. Let's go. All right. How, are, how do you enter? I make a staircase. R- Russian, right in. So you make these staircases, you run up, you jump the fence, and you land where you see five guards all turn their heads towards you as you land. Um, and you also see the, bu- the one-story building, etc. I am going to try and act my way out of this. Oh, that's weird. Where is everything? No, I'm gonna fight. Fuck it, I- I'm gonna try. Jesus Christ, quit acting it out, me. I wanna see. Does it work? You can roll, but that's gonna be your action. With the staircase that you literally made still behind you. You know what? I'm doing it. Uh, I rolled. A th- I rolled a twenty-four. So make a deception check to tell a, lie, a believable lie or get someone to go along with you is the first part of the bluffing section. Look, they might be really dumb. I'm guessing if that doesn't work. They're all looking at me, right? They're all looking at you. I want to razzle-dazzle them. All right, what's the DC on your razzle-dazzle? 19. All right, this razzle-dazzle goes out. Yeah, they all find themselves uh, completely blinded. Un- they're kind of all feeling around in, in, in front of them. Oh, yeah, you guys can't see either. You are outside. You see a doorway into the building. Scientists have now fleed out of it. Fuck it. We're like reporters. We go where everyone's running away from. They're all heading out towards a building on the other side of the lot. You're heading into the building. When you get in, you do hear... The interrogation that Laserhawk is giving. Give her the Dana. Uh, any of the scientists passing us, do we, are they holding anything that looks like folders or computers? Uh, yeah, they're like folders and laptops and whatnot. Uh, not like a box like I usually make, but like, if there, I'm guessing there's a group of them with like computers, right? Yeah, it's three of them. I try to like, basically make a pen around them. I feel like we probably want that data. Alright, what is the, uh, what's the DC on that? 17. Oh, okay, no, wait, no. Uh, I was gonna say, I rolled a 15, but they only have plus one, so. The cage forms around them, and they find themselves trapped trying to reach and make their way through the bars. Okay, can I modify this uh, a little bit to say I'm in the cage with them? I want to, because I want, I don't want to, like, leave them with the data in there, because so one of them, the other people have guns. And I just take the computers. Oh, okay, sure. Yardak, what are you doing? Okay. How many are there? Four, including you. Are there any others that, like, got farther before she made the cage? And then how many left in the room? We've established I can't modify the things I create after I create them, right? Yeah. Uh, There's five blinded guards and the three scientists that are trapped with Ruby. Okay, well, if they're blinded, then I feel like she can handle them, because the other three are in a cage. Um, Okay, so, yeah, I'll go inside with Laserhawk. Chapter 69 
What Lies Beneath, Part 2. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. Be sure to check out our Ko-fi if you're interested in helping the show grow. That's ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. Every little bit helps. The episode was written, produced, and forced to experience the void by myself, R.C. Byler, with production assistance by Pope Brandon Brownson. Our logo art is by Jen Evans, and our font is by A.J. Eisen. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. You can find our social media links, blog posts, and more episodes on our website at masksandmayhem.com. <laughs>